Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Red Men Originals podcast. I'm Steve Hoy, joined by Chris Page, Chloe Bloxham, and Dan Club in what is a very, very, very hot, warm studio. Is that fair to say, Chris? It is very fair to say. How are we, guys? It's disgustingly warm. Are we all hot? Yeah. Warm. I'm all right at the minute, to be honest with you. I thought it would be hotter, but no, I'm okay. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm, you know, I am dying over here. So, yeah, if I get slightly sweaty throughout the show, I can only apologise on my own behalf. It's my own fault for being overweight. Um, we're going to be speaking about Liverpool's transfers, of course, where the window is open. The Reds have got one deal done and hopefully more to come. We're going to be speaking about midfielders in part one and then some defenders in part two. This is all based on one Fabrizio Romano tweet. We said Liverpool are working on two midfielders and the left-footed centre-back as well. So we're going to split it up. One part, I mean, thankfully, to Fabrizio, he tweeted that this morning because I was struggling for ideas, I must admit, <laughs> until that happened. Um, Chris, we might as well jump straight into it then. Um, Alexis is done. We've done a lot of um, recapping on the Alexis McAllister thing. What's interesting in years gone by is Liverpool's transfer targets. If they got one for the position, that was usually the end of it. But because of the situation we found ourselves in, Everyone's attention. I mean, McAllister wasn't even announced. They hadn't even done the the GPT song. wasn't even major, and already everyone was going right. Then what's next? What's next? And it's kind of understandable as well, really, because there's there is plenty more that still needs to be done. That's it. I don't think has there ever been a time where we've been so death in one area of the team that we need to attack that one area of the team. And I think because of, because of that, it's interesting as a fan, isn't it, when you're looking at it and then all these names are sort of sprouting up and being linked to you. And it's like, well, how does that fit in with him? Mm. And how does he fit in? And if we were to sign like Kone, is sure I'm the right player to be signed alongside Kone? Or is it one of each of them at Liverpool doing the due diligence? So in that regard, it's really interesting and quite fun from, from a fan perspective because I've never really been into the transfer side of things but this summer I'm well more into it than in previous years because there's so, so many variables Chloe you usually have the same um, ilk as well You're the, the transfers do your head in we're nowhere near that yet because obviously I hope you are anyway I, don't, I, don't, I hope your head isn't done in already but, she loves it yeah no but it, it you love it you love it okay <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah, she does. If there's anyone in the office, like on on the day we were signing Alexis McAllister, Chloe was there oh, every yeah, no. three seconds. Yeah, What's happening? What's happening? Have you heard anything? Hey, Chris, get us the link to this article. Chris, yeah. get us the link to that article. If you got a time subscription, if you got an athletic subscription, send us that. Da 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 da. You were like that all day, and you've been like that since the season ended. To be fair, I was also on the show that day that really meant that I needed to find something to talk about, <laughs> and that was the easy solution. Um, oh, back back to yeah, you you are. You're usually up and down with the transfers, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Until, they're, until they're done, it, it does your head in. Is your, where are you on the midfielders? Are you, are you okay? Um, yeah, we've signed <laughs> one. Um, I'd like uh, Catherine to ram to speed up the process a little bit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not too sure who to believe. 
Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like that to speed up as quickly as possible. But obviously, he's away on duty with uh, with France, isn't he, for the unders? Um, so yeah, I'm all right with it. I'd and I'd like two more midfielders and a left sided uh, left footed centre back. So me and Liverpool are on the right track. It's just actually getting them over the line and I'd also can it all be done by the time I go on holiday please uh, so that I can relax and don't have to just when are you going on holiday uh, hopefully the end of July so you haven't so. got a date yet so you're not giving Liverpool exactly a hard and fast date no no yeah but it's a soft deadline I've, I've it's got soft like deadline. the day that I'm pretty sure I'm going but I'm not gonna okay if you could just finalise it with Jürgen and your yeah. plus three minus three maybe yeah. give them a little bit of a window to get I it all back you don't have to worry about it on your audio you could just not be on Twitter that's yeah. an option good, good one be the point of that <laughs> okay fair enough, yeah, fair enough. if yeah, I'm no, by a pool it's going on not Twitter but it will be going on my Instagram ah uh, okay you know oh, you, oh yeah 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 and then as soon as I've got a video of someone in a Liverpool you, kit that you would definitely Instagram a picture of your feet on a sunbed I've had worse Mondays you would no that's not me <laughs> you would definitely do that oh office for the day and it's just like it's like the beach <laughs> yeah. no um, mine would very much be me nowhere in the photo but just the of the place yes you've just cost yourself about a thousand people on your Instagram name. that's <laughs> fine um, you just can all stay away <laughs> yeah I mean probably not the right clientele you're looking for we'll talk about the defenders um, a bit later got a couple of super chats and I am and members chat to our guys. We'll get to that later. I'll bring them up later on. Dan, I want to speak to you first. Um, the latest then, Chloe mentioned Taram. Let's he's the first one. Mm-hmm. So, according to Get French Football News, there's been talks between Taram and Liverpool, no agreements, but Nice are showing little interest in entering into meaningful negotiations. And that's the thing that has kind of been glossed over a little bit is mm-hmm. that no one's really thought about Nice in this from a Liverpool point of view. It's been does Taram want to come to Liverpool? Does Liverpool want Taram? Mm. No one's actually quite figured in. Well, maybe Nice would quite like to keep Kefir and Taram. Yeah. That is a part. It's like they are owned by a very rich man, Jim Wright. He's by Man United. Um, nice might just not want to sell him. Who knows? That 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 is the third part of this. Yeah, yeah. With McAllister, it was pretty easy. There was a release clause, and if mm. Liverpool activated, they got him. We'd all probably think that Taram would like to join Liverpool if he was given the choice. Yeah. But there is a there is there's a. You know, there is a third wheel in this and no one's really given that any consideration no we haven't done no but as you say there's lots of moving parts because the United takeover stuff is still ongoing if Jim Ratcliffe does end up being the preferred bidder and all of that the chances are as you say he won't want to entertain selling probably the best player at Nice to Liverpool who will then become a direct rival of his other club essentially but I think what it is I think it's because when it's not PSG we all just expect French clubs to sort of bend over and say oh you take him then you know what I mean because we financially have that sort of power in the Premier League we just expect to go there and cherry pick who we want and it'd be dead straightforward but you're right it looks like it might not be that easy this time but I think ultimately when a player expresses his interest in joining a football club and that football club wants him they tend to get done them sort of deals I'm hoping that's the case this time around as well because I am well and truly all in on Kefren around like I'm sold by him becoming the next one through the door after McAllister because as you said earlier in terms of Liverpool haven't needed to do this sort of business in recent years because normally it's like we sign that one player Alisson fixes the goalkeeper situation Van Dijk fixes the defence this is a lot more than this so we need to keep going and going and going and McAllister's done for me if Taram's next I'd be over the moon On that case though there is like I say Liverpool should be able to get a player out of Nice. You know what I mean? Really, you should. It, 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 that's what big clubs do. You know, with all, and with all due respect, you go and get players out of it. What it might just be is that it might not be a, it might not be the cheapest deal. It might not be the easiest deal to get done. The fact that Chloe referenced well, he's away on under 21s duty. He might be there till mid July. Well, first week of July, the finals, the eighth. There's a chance France go very far for obvious reasons. They've got very talented squads. The fact that McAllister's in the door 
does that mean that Liverpool can be a bit more patient? I know Jürgen, no. ha- Jürgen has said he wants everyone in early doors, but Taram's away anyway. So even if they signed him tomorrow, he's not be he won't be back on pre-season on day one because he has got this Euros. No, you want I think I think your manager, our manager, wants to be able to plan. Yeah. And he wants to know at least who is going to be there because it's not, I think I'm right in saying it's July the 11th when all the internationals come back anyway. Um, so he actually probably would be coming back for around that date, yeah. wouldn't he? So we'll have the finals, the 8th of July, though, mate. He's, they're going to have to yeah, well, time off, aren't they? No, yeah, of course. But it's going to be a couple of days. But the manager needs to know who he's got to work yeah. with. He needs to factor in what he's going to be doing. You know, if he, if he's not going to be able to get his number one target, because McAllister's gone now, so the number one target probably is Kefram Joram. He needs to know if he's getting his number one target now or his number two target. That's just how he wants to play it, I reckon, and wants to plan for the future. So, yeah, yeah he's not going to be able to join us. But then, our entire squad's not joining us till the 11th of July we want everything done I think by the 1st of July at the, at the latest so Jürgen can properly plan forwards for it but what the interesting thing for me is I was a little I'm a little bit shocked I suppose to move the conversation sideways a little bit here I'm a little bit shocked that we're being so heavily linked with three midfielders I really thought that Liverpool probably up until maybe a week two weeks ago would probably go two midfielders in the centre half is anyone else a little surprised by just how no. much of a focus there has been on three I thought there'd be th- I thought I thought four was more likely than two okay yeah. I because because we've, we've just left three go and the I think the Bacetic thing has scared them as well because I think the fact that he played him and he got injured straight away and broke I think maybe they'll think we need to be a bit more careful on these numbers. Mm. If you run Curtis Jones, he had injury issues. Harvey Elliott, young fella, Bacchetta, you might just run them into the ground. I think it is a case of numbers. I also think the fact that Henderson by the end of last season was knackered, didn't look great at all for being here the poor season. I thought it would be the other way around. I actually, if it was Charlie, I'd have been disappointed with too. I, I agree with the defenders, though, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but I, I think... I'll give, you, I'll give you my source of thinking here, right? I've... And again, it's just thinking out loud type of stuff. But I think if Liverpool try and three, we might let Thiago go. And I don't think that's a good idea. But I do think that that I, I I'm just I'm I'm actually quite shocked that we're going for three, and it looks like we're going to get three mm. because it just seems like a lot of chain to me. And I know I know we've let three go. I understand that. But equally, we didn't let any squad players go apart from James Milner. You know, for the amount of minutes that Naby and, and, and Ox actually ended up getting in the second half of the season, Negative it's irrelevant yeah, yeah. that the, they've gone. Yeah, but the flip side, Chris, is Henderson and Fabinho took their minutes. They had played far. Yeah. There's no way Liverpool next season go in and have, have them two playing that many minutes. They'll just, there's, there's no, that, my thinking is, do you get three to spread, take a bit off to a bit off them? Now, Bacchetta should get some of them. The rest of them, doesn't. everyone's already had them. You know what I mean? There's, someone's got to... Someone's got to there's no way Jordan then there should be playing as many games as he did on minutes in particular. For being he'll start like forty odd games. Mm. No wonder the fella was you know, I mean we're all making judgments on him, but And the to, year before. Yeah, you've got to you've yeah. got to kinda of take those minutes off him. The, for me it was free, sorry, for me it was three signings as a minimum in the midfield and yeah. two of them coming straight into the first team. In my opinion, one lad probably Fabinho remains your mainstay, but there's still major question marks over him. But we had to sign two, and it had to be two straight through the door, ready to play in the first team for us. And that's, that's, that's the thing with. Does so everyone think Thiago's safe? Yeah. No, I've had a few conversations around that, by the way, and everyone knows I absolutely adore Thiago. But there is a conversation to be had there because he's 32 now, very injury prone. Obviously, the counter is that to a that year is, left on his year left on his deal. Yeah. So if you are going to cash in it now, the counter to the injury prone stuff is that with the players assigned, they'll play a lot less minutes. And can you get the best out of Thiago and a more fit and ready Thiago because you're not using him as much, quite possibly. So there is a, definitely a conversation there. But I wouldn't be surprised if. 
you can't give him a new deal, can you? You just can't give him a new contract. So. so you are letting him go for free, essentially, in a year's time. We're going to play... He's lucky, sorry, that he's only got a year left on his contract. Because I think that's what saves him, yeah. I think the fact that he only has a year... What's the... What, what's the you're going to get five million quid. You might as well just keep him, kind yeah. of thing. Same I, with I also think everyone's too scared about what's happened previously with our midfield. It's better to just keep another midfielder, let him go on a free. I mean, he was hardly available anyway the, the previous seasons. He was there prior to last season. You just keep him, you rotate them, um, and you wouldn't have got loads for him anyway. We only saw, bought him for 20, 25, was, 20, was it? Think, so he's you're on, he's on a big wage. He's on a 29, personally. But yeah, I, I and he's on a big wage. That's the thing. That's, that's the flip side. But Liverpool have just lost. Yeah, I'm just thinking this. You know, my, my again, this is just all not what I want to happen or anything like that. But like, it, it comes down to the ownership and the money side mm-hmm. of things. And three relatively big signings you're probably looking at a minimum of 120 on midfielders yeah right probably right now we'd let's yeah. say well 55 achievable deal for McAllister mm-hmm. you're looking at maybe another 70 spread over two Choram's likely to be higher than that anyway mm. the the talk is like don't really want to go under 50 so you might get him for 45 if you're lucky yeah then at, then you're already basically at 100 I think someone's got to go. Depends for on money, it, it, and it and it might be wages as well. Wages definitely. And, and this is where it comes down to for me. I think everyone's honestly like I, I think I'm trying to open my eyes to what the ownership is and what they want and how they're going to balance the books. Mm. And I'm looking at Thiago on a big fat wage with a year left, thinking ah, I think I think something might happen. Not saying I want it to, might. but I just think something might. Potentially, I, I, yeah. I, there's been no rumours of it or anything. Any, I don't know. The thing, what they've done, I think they freed up like half a million a week on wages by get, when the, those all those players left. By all accounts, if you brought you know McAllister, Taram, and one over in, you could probably get all three of those for like a combined like two hundred and fifty odd grand. You know what I mean? Like if Taram comes in, there was talk that he, he could you could be paying him like sixty seventy a, a week mm. with the aim of doing what Liverpool always do is. If you play well, you'll give, give it one straight away. They did it with all the signings. So I, I understand the point. My thinking is, I'm, in my head now, I'm just going over through the numbers. So at number six, you've got Pachetic and Fabinho. Mm. Let's throw Jordan Henderson yeah. and Thiago in there. Then you've got Alexis McAllister, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott. Mm. Am I missing anyone so far, really? Two signings. That, well, that's seven. Mm. Two signings takes it to nine. That seems quite high. Nine is a lot. I, I'm with you. Nine is a lot. But then the flip side is... And what? is there anything for Morton here as well? Like, well, Morton's it. coming back to the squad. Yeah, I think he goes long, back on loan, personally. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe sell He'll get given a chance in pre-season, I'm certain of that, but I don't see a future this season for him, personally. Yeah, it depends how many they want to take. What, what role Carvalho is Carvalho still exists. Mm. He'll, he'll be on loan, won't he, you think? Quite possibly, yeah. If, uh, if Thiago gets sold, he's got no one else to blame but himself, really. I, like, I wouldn't... like. Depends. You 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 hate injured players, and I get I do. that. I know, and it I understand it. Pisses me off so like, much. I the the thing that Thiago, I think you use you need to have Thiago as your luxury. Where well, he could become you the ultimate luxury. Don't rely on him. Do not do not assume at any point in the season Thiago is going to be fit. But when he is fit, my God, what a bonus it is! But like from Chris's point of view, you're balancing the books in your FSG, yeah. going, "Why are you paying this fella two hundred grand a week when he can't get on the pitch?" I, I do, I understand it. Who's going to take him? Is the other one? I mean, there might be a big Saudi, Saudi Arabia, yeah. there might be a Saudi Arabia diddle to be done here, which you know, I mean, you might be able to get a good little fee for him as well potentially. I, I do understand your points. Let's move it on a little bit because while the the general sense on the Taram stuff, Chloe and I had Neil Jones on this morning, and he said, from what he understands, there's there is something in the Taram stuff that people like him. It was reported by Pletty Goalard, mate, Dan's Bezzy mate, uh, Florian Plettenberg. He put out on Twitter on, what date was this? It was on the 10th 
which was two days ago. There we go. Uh, I've been told that a transfer to LFC is very unlikely for Manu Kone. He's on a short list because of his interesting profile, but he's not a hot transfer target for Liverpool at this stage. He goes on to say that Gladbach would like to sell him still because they're skinned and need the money, essentially. Um, I'm paraphrasing there. He didn't actually say that. But that, to me, suggests, Chloe, that it was to Ram or Kone and not to Ram and Kone. And maybe they feel a little bit more comfortable with Taram. Maybe they negotiate, whatever it is. They've just made the decision there. Because for that to come out very similar to the when we heard Taram's advancing a little bit to Kone's gone the other way around, that's kind of the logical conclusion to draw, really. Yeah, it was all really exciting times when they posted together, um, you know, after they'd been linked with us and Twitter went up into absolute flames from Liverpool's perspective. Um, but the two different types of players, Kone seems a bit more defensive. Um, and like we mentioned, you know, the Fabinho, Stefan Bajetic is there, Jordan Henderson, if needed to be the six. Taram is more your box to box, you're more advancing, the one who, um, in this box system that we play, he, he can get in and around the area and really influence the game. He's also an absolute machine. Six for four, doesn't get bullied. Um, yeah, so it's not surprising. Um, I'd have liked both of them in terms of just getting loads of French players in some kind of interest in that at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's clear to see that we, we've highlighted Taram and to be honest, I think all of us sitting here would have wanted him to be done first anyway if they were both making it to Liverpool. Um, and if it was one or the other, I imagine we would all yeah. I think we, off camera bothered. we've all had the conversations. I think I'm, I may be on camera last week and each one of us, certainly us three, because I remember yeah. the conversation between us, every one of us three has gone to yeah. over over Manu Kone all yeah. the time. I, I haven't can, seen a lot of Kone to be honest. And I also saw his injury record, which apparently hasn't been too bad in the last couple of years, but prior to that, didn't look great. Um, and as you know, with my hatred of people hmm. who can't get on the pitch because they're too injured, <laughs> um, I don't think he'd do quite well if he got injured. The, the thing with Kone, for me, and, I, and I, we did the, we recorded the deep dive, I think it was on Wednesday last week, and and I remember saying to Josh at the time, like, and Josh, Josh was in the same boat, um, that it was very much like two similar players, but I don't think that Kone actually fits this new system of ours. Mm. I don't see him as a six on his own. He's not yeah. defensive enough to be the six on his own. Perfectly capable as part of a two, but it's not a true two that we're playing with Trent in the middle there, is it? And he's not good enough in the advanced role, I don't think, either. So it felt a little odd to me, that one, and I, I sort of dismissed it at the time. I think because of that, because it felt like this is what we're going to do if something happened. But yeah, yeah just groundwork more than anything. It doesn't, really, it doesn't worry me, sorry, but the fact that like, you know, okay, so we've got McAllister and Taram. I still want another midfielder. In for 30 million didn't sound that bad. Who's the other midfielder Liverpool are looking at? That's what, like, and we're not going to find that out, but that's going to do my head. There's been links, though. Don't worry about that. There's been tons of And it might do, I suppose, though, Dan, to go back to it, is that... The, we, we spoke before the number six the, the new role and, we're gonna, and again this assumes like we're going to be this new system we're going to mm. be doing it you're, you're eight or slash tens have to score yeah. Kone very rare Taram doesn't actually score that many goals no. he's got a bit in him and he's got he's got a bit more about him around the box with his assists and stuff. he doesn't score goals Kone doesn't really do the same my thinking on the Kone stuff was more right then if we can't get Taram we get Kone and we, and we, we switch a few things around and we work it out Jordan Henderson becomes more of one of those or Thiago or whatever it is mm -hmm. Again, they might still like Kone. It might just be they decide and listen, we want Saram and there's someone else out there who, who yeah. we get to. But that is the that is the only concern I think Liverpool have got. I don't know, not the only, there's plenty of them. But at the moment in time, Jones has scored a few at the end of the season since he moved this role, but he's not prolific. No. Harvey Elliott doesn't score nowhere near enough goals for his talents. Henderson never scores. 
you're looking at who else you're looking at. McAllister's goal record was all right, but there was a lot of pens, pens involved yeah. in it. it the, that's the one thing I think. Whoever it is, if he's handsome, I'm brilliant. I think he, I think he's got the potential to be. Personally, might put an answer put it to you. If there is another one coming in, so I, I thought Mason Mount would have been perfect. Goals, Stop. no, but genuine like goals from that position, that right hand, whatever it's going to be, is mm. vital because the pool have lost. You know, the, the, the most Salah's machine. There's no Sadio Mane anymore, and Luis Diaz doesn't look as prolific as Sadio Mane was. Jota, yeah, when he's on the pitch, but he listened to the guy when he year without scoring before he mm. got found his boots again. Darwin, don't know, maybe, mm. maybe not. You probably, you do probably want goals in that op- in that midfield, and we are the names being linked even now. I saw Lavia. Yeah, there's been James Ward Prowse stuff today, whatever. Mm. Free kicks, I get it, but like, there's not many goal scoring attacking midfielders being linked, which for me is a bit of worry. How do you feel about? Yeah, that? No, I think you're right, and I think you'd be right to assume we are going to continue forward with the formation and the system that we've seen in the back end of last season. It just makes complete sense to do so, given the improvement that we've seen in our performance and, of course, Trent's performance. But yeah, I think I think we've signed McAllister with an eye on him improving those numbers that you mentioned there. I think he has got that in his locker and I think we will see him develop that as he as he improves as a footballer because he's still only 24. He's not quite the finished article yet and I think that same could be said for Turan. I've had dozens of conversations around Kevin Turan over the past week or so and I think one of the things that always sticks out and you're right to sort of to highlight it is his numbers aren't reflective of how talented he is just yet and the one key area everyone always says that he needs to improve on and he needs to develop is that his final third stuff is his assists and his goals and I think a lot of it's actually come from the position he's been playing and the role he's been carrying out because it has been a left side attacking eight a lot of the time at Nice and it feels to me like if we sign him we're going to shift him to the right side of the one because obviously we've got McAllister in there and the conversation I said yesterday kind of suggested that it'd suit him more because his problem's been when it's come to that final ball, that killer pass, or indeed that shot, he's been on the left side and he hasn't been natural at taking the shot then from that point. But if he's on the right-hand side, it opens up different angles and different possibilities. So I do think Turan is the answer to that problem. You're right, we need to add goals. But I think we're going to do that, or look to do that, at least with McAllister and Turan as the two. It makes sense. We've got a super chat here from Mo Mohammed who says, Mount scored all his goals from the wing, not him in field. Um, well, not to know. piss on your parade, Mo, but... To piss on your parade. He scored... He played 178 games as an attacker in field and scored 38 goals. <laughs> scored 17 from 82 playing centre mid. From the wing, he scored... Eight goals. So, not saying you're wrong, but... Kind of saying you're a bit wrong. That's, that's the thing, is it? Because the Mount one made sense to me perfectly. And again, we don't, we don't have to go over all ground too much, but that role does need someone who can put the ball in the back of the net, especially if, like I say, Diaz might, he might, he might turn into a goal scorer, but he hasn't, he hasn't really shown, he did it a bit at the end of Porto, but for Liverpool, he's been a bit hot and cold. We don't know what that one is. Gakpo, maybe, we'll see. Again, he looks promising, but yeah, the, the, Liverpool have got to make those goals or from, it can't always just be the most Salah show. No. Would you go along with that? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's going to be interesting because obviously with the split, with the five defenders and the five forwards, your goals have got to all come from the front five, haven't they, I think, nowadays. Um, that's what we're probably looking for. In terms of, let's say, how many did Kef from Churum get last season? Does anyone know off the top of his head? Not a, was ha- it, it was, a handful. It was less than a handful, less wasn't like it? Something. Two or three or something like that, and like eight assists thrown in to the mix. Yeah, so, if, so I know that obviously McAllister gets four, I think, in the Premier League non-penalty goals. Like, if they could improve that to 15 between them, that's probably okay. Because mm-hmm. when we say we need a goal scorer in midfield there, how many are we actually talking about here? Because what did Coutinho do in a season? Was it 12? I reckon you want double digits off one. I reckon if you have one, you can get your double digits. 
and went nowhere. I mean, that could be, it actually could be Curtis Jones. Extrapolated over when he moved position. This is what I was trying to yeah, sort yeah. of move on to. We're, we're not actually that far away in terms of the people that we've got. Because, yeah, you're probably likely to have a little bit more rotation than Coutinho's 38 games in the season yeah. where he scores 12 goals or something like that. So if you can get one in three from your attacking midfielders, that's probably not too unachievable in terms of if it was just Choram and McAllister, Kurt Jones and Harvey Elliott in there, mm. I think. So I think sometimes we, we think, oh, you know, you need goal from midfield. Yeah, you do. But that doesn't mean 20 goals from no. midfield. It probably means between 10 and 15 is a really good midfield goal-scoring season. No, it is. Close to move the conversation on towards the DMs. Then if Kone is unlikely, I don't know if that means there is another DM coming, if they've got their eye on someone else. I don't know. Like I said, the Lavia stuff came out over the weekend again, that there's still maybe an interest in him. Um, is there a concern if he don't? Because at the moment, you're, you're, you're hoping Fabinho gets back to somewhere near his best, which, I don't know, 29 years old, 10, 30 during the season. Expecting that might be expecting a lot. Stefan Bajetic is the next option, injured, got a stress injury because he, he was overplayed. There's talk that he might not be ready for pre-season, like he might, he might take a little bit longer. We're talking about this adding the goal scoring midfielder, but does one of them maybe need, do we need a DM? Should be, because again, there aren't too many links. Lavia now, if Kone isn't likely at wearing, Lavia aside, there's not too much happening on that front. Yeah, it's, it's hard to understand uh, how crap Fabinho actually was last season because he was horrific but also he, he had a, a midfield that just didn't run next to him they couldn't get anywhere near him I'd like to see him in a midfield in which they actually protect him that we keep hold of the ball well you know we're actually at our best and when we're at our best Fabinho's not you know, chasing all over the gaff. He's winning the ball high up and setting us to, to go again. Um, so it really depends. I said to give him one more season and then at the end of next season, if he's not got any better, then yeah, you're going to have to get rid of him. Um, the reason I said one more season is because he's got an understudy that we know has the quality. We just need to make sure that uh, we, we drip feed him into the side. We can't just tell him to go and, and ruin his body. And also with new signings who should instantly slot into this team, hopefully Liverpool will be much better and we'll have legs. I mean, we need the players to go and have a break, refresh them Themselves. If everyone comes back well, pre-season we get correct and we, we go again and we have all the, the fitness and uh, everyone understands the system well, then Fabinho might actually be sound. But it was highlighted just how bad he was because of the people around him also being horrific. And his job is highlighted because is is to perfect the defence and the defence weren't getting any protection and they were crap themselves. So... It is a little bit worrying. I'd like if you could get someone on the cheap. I'd really like the idea of that. But also, it's this case of well, Jordan Henderson then comes to do the six as well potentially because he shouldn't be getting as many games as he usually does. It'd be nice that if we do not sign anyone, that we've got someone in the back of our minds for next season, um, because squad depth's obviously dead important. Um, but also for being here back that time, might might be getting bombed out. I don't know. But also. Liverpool are in the Europa League. There'll be a lot more rotation. You can give Fabinho a rest when he needs it, hopefully, as well, which yeah. is massive. Hopefully, yeah, you might, you might see Stefan Bacetic. Chris, is there any chance Alexis McAllister plays DM? He's played, uh, just looking last season, No. Uh, he played uh, He played 18 games at DM for Brighton. Mm. So 11 centre, they say centre mid, sorry, seven, and 11 is more of an attacking player. I'm not saying he's the first choice there, but if, they, if you're playing Luton Town at home, 
do you go, you know what, we'll, just, we'll play in a more attack-minded DM or you just not have Not for me, no. I think, you know, you bought him for a reason. Yep. You play him in the position that you want to, that you want him in. He can certainly do it. We saw we saw him link up really well um, last season as, as part of a two uh, with Caicedo and stuff. But I think the, the the big thing is there. You've got other lads who can who can slot in when you're mm. doing that. Listen, can he be a two with Trent Alexander Arnold? No, probably not. Like you know, you want him to be with a defensive midfielder because he's not a defensive midfielder himself. He's got the ability to be able to do it as part of a two and stuff and playing that double pivot. But yeah, you you keep him there. The the interesting thing for me with the Lavia stuff actually is, I think it's clearly a player that Liverpool like. But am I right in saying he's nineteen? Yeah. Like you're getting into the same boat as Bajetic. Now, if Liverpool were to sign Lavia, what does that say about Bajetic? Yeah. Does that say we actually see him further forwards? Do we see him as a, a, a normal eight in a four-three-three? Do we see him as one of the advanced states in the box midfield? Because it seems strange to me that you'd sign someone of very similar age in the same position when you clearly know that Bajetic is absolutely brilliant in that mm. position as well. Mm. So I, if you do sign Lavia, and I'm not 100% sure we will, of course, I don't think anybody is, it does say to me that there's a different plan for Bajetic, which is, yeah. again, part of the interesting stuff of this transfer window. It's mm. all variables and it's always fluid and moving. What I will say as well, Dan, is that to, to wrap this on the midfield, just before we get, move on part two to defenders, is that... In years gone by, Liverpool have been able to be very selective. Mm-hmm. It's we get him or we get no one because we're happy. There's no one out there who's you know we're not set we're not settling for fourth choice because yeah. we're happy with who we've got. That doesn't feel the case, and that might that might partly explain the Kone interest. It's worth sounding about because you need to know as many as possible. It isn't just saying it's Alexis McAllister. If we don't get him, mm-hmm. we're getting no one. Or you know it's Bellingham or bust because at the moment we'd have been bust. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they've obviously it might be that as well. That's why we're hearing so many names like James Ward Prowse has been linked, etc. Because they they can't afford not to do it. Like you know what I mean? That, that is that definitely that could be part well, of like uh, so many names. Massively so. That list for the first time in in recent sort of memory had to be a genuine list, didn't it? Because you're right. We couldn't just say oh we missed out on Virgil Van Dijk. Let's just wait and get him in six months time. That wasn't an option this time around because we got ourselves in such a mess with the midfield that if target A wasn't available, it had to be B, C, D, etc., etc. Because we couldn't have another transfer window like last summer. And miss out on McAllister, for instance, and then go, oh, do you know what? That's a shame. Let's see what happens then. You know what I mean? This was not, wasn't an option at all. So that's why you're hearing Gravenberg, like you say, Lavia, James Ward, Prowse, and so on and so on. Um, and just on the defensive midfielder stuff as well, I agree with you, Chris, on Pachetic. Maybe there is a different plan there. And also, I know there is still concerns about his injury and him not quite being back up to speed by the time the season comes around. So maybe that will explain the Lavia stuff too. But also, I think we are forgetting a little bit that Taram started out life as a DM. Yeah. yeah. So he almost became comes that perhaps fourth option underneath yeah, Henderson maybe yeah. he does give you that capability as well so say for instance we've got Harvey Elliott in the attacking right side at eight and we need someone to cover Fabinho for a game Kevin Tram could be a guy absolutely we've got a, we've got a super chat rather from David Brett Smith he says um, as it stands how many non-homegrown players can we get if we've got an English midfielder and who would you take I don't think the homegrown thing is that bad at the moment because they're not letting anyone else if there's a couple more leaving they'd probably have to think about it I think the sound for now is there any English players, Chris? That obviously Declan Rice stands out head and shoulders. If you if you're in fantasy land, maybe I mean maybe that's a problem in itself. That Declan Rice is a fantasy signer. Maybe Liverpool shouldn't be have to worry about that. But it looks like he might be on his way to either Arsenal or Bayern. Anyone else? Perhaps he's, he'd be my choice of him. Guessing yeah, Declan Rice, I've loved for ages, but he's he's just. 
I think watching the West Ham final again just reiterates that he's actually a Bosch fella. And and the way he deals with like young kids at the matches and stuff like that, he's a perfect Jurgen Klopp player in terms of not just on the pitch but off the pitch. And I think he's I think he's a really big miss to be honest. If if we're not going in for him, I understand why money and all that type of stuff. But that I suppose this is one of the things that you know I answered the question before you asked you asked you know how long can you wait um, for Jurgen to to have those midfielders? And I very much matter of factly said, look, I think he needs to know. It wouldn't surprise me if the third midfielder was a little bit and wait and see what's going on in world football and see if anything opens up. Or maybe you get three midfielders in early doors and, you know, many go round start to happen and all of a sudden there's a player there that you think, oh, he wasn't available at the start of the yeah. window. I just wonder whether... Oxley Liverpool... Chamber. That's how they Yeah, Chamber. I wonder yeah. if there might be something about that towards the end of it as well, where it's that sort of real big lift as the season's almost kicked off. And then the transfer window goes, and then, and then all of a sudden they've pulled him for another one. You're like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. That would be a great thing as well, wouldn't it? Absolutely. absolutely. Do you know what I'd take just on the English front? I know we've been linked with Alex Scott, isn't it, at Bristol? He's not the one for me. It'd be uh, Jacob Ramsey at Aston Villa. I think he's yeah, boss. Good. I think he's superb. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I really do. Can I interest anyone in a bit of James Madison? No. no you, can't. you can keep him. Yeah. Keep James Will Powers as well while you're at it. Yeah. yeah. 50 million for him is obscene. See you later. Yes. Absolutely obscene. Are <laughs> they all right? You just got you just four house extra for Declan Rice at that point. Uh, the yeah, other, yeah. Come, uh, that, on come on, FSG buyers, buyers Declan Rice, and we'd all be happy. Sounds like a good fella as well as, as a as a boss player. But yeah, in general, I, I don't think the um, I don't think the homegrown things. As, as I worried about it a little bit, but like a bit Lavia is actually part of it, not in his terms of his English, obviously a Belgian international, but I think because he's been brought up here and came from by the Chetich, academy and stuff. By Chetich by Chetich has just become. I thought I thought we were going to lose Kelleher. And then if when that Phillips probably leave, you'd think he leaves. There was talk about Gomez and things. It it was getting to a point where it was a bit on the on the edge. But if you think about it, just off the top of my head straight away, they're going to keep Kala. It looks like Gomez stays. 
uh, Trent counts now towards it. Of course, Ben Doak maybe. You, well, you can you can include if you want. You to don't include. need to though. You, you may as well to, just yeah. you may as well just have twenty three in your squad yeah, because yeah. They're, they're just freebies. That's the thing that I think if Liverpool's academy wasn't producing, we'd be in trouble. Mm. But because there's so many there that are getting game time at a young age, kind of doesn't matter. Jones, Count, Henderson's going to be about. I think it's. I think they're going to be all right. You can start. You can if you if you have Ad, to. Is Adjin no. homegrown? No, no. But if you have to fill your quota up, what I'm saying is. If you worry, I can't bring another foreign player in. You can just register Harvey Elliott as English, yeah, and then you that frees another space. So you don't have to do it at the moment. It's out. He's under twenty-one. But if it, if you get to a point where you have to have someone, then it works out. So I reckon I reckon they should be just about okay. Right then, going to take a quick break from this absolute sweat box of a studio. We're all going to take a two-minute trip outside. I think to cool off. In the meantime, we'll let you know about our latest competition and this week's prize. This month's prize, rather, is an absolute belter. We'll see you very shortly. Hey everyone, before we crack on with the show, I'm going to let you know what this month's prize giveaway is. It is this, in celebration of our Bobby Firmino Best in the World three-part documentary series coming out in June. We've got this. It's an Adam Lallana signed 1819 home shirt. He was one of the great contributors towards that documentary. He signed it and we're going to give it away to a club legend this month. If you're a club legend, your name goes in automatically. If you're a club captain, upgrade today to be in that prize draw. Welcome. You, I thought it was two minutes. He said then, as soon as he, as soon as he started, he went 30 seconds. Oh, disaster. I was, I was on my way out. I was showing Chloe the tactics board and I had to <laughs> run and sit down. Right then, did not get to cool off at all in that break, unfortunately. So, you know, we'll be. We'll, more work. If anything, I, I, I ran back, which made me even sweatier. So, I do apologise. It all counts as part of your couch to walk uh, 5k, though. It does, yeah. <laughs> we walked to 5k, yeah. I am, I am very much on the couch to 5k. I'll be, I'll be the new Mo Farah now. It's in a. Well, two years time, I reckon. I've got Steve Cram every every other day of me years trying to tell me to go for a run. It's awesome. Right then, anyway, enough of me. Let's move on to the. I can't. I can't wait until this. We're having this conversation in a week. You fucked Steve Cram off because you hated me, <laughs> right? Because this it. is like when you pick a fucking song that you love for your alarm, and after yeah, six yeah, months you hate yeah. the song and yeah. you hate the bands. There's, there's plenty like, of choices on the app though. We've got Steve, Steve Cram though. Steve, one of Sarah, the most boring fellas ever. Jordy comedian. Sarah Millican's on it. There's a few others I can get involved with in here too as well. But well, I thought he'd give me. Couch to 5k, give you a list of people who can like tell you when to run, when to walk, whatever. Mm. I thought, who better to tell me how to run than a runner? Why well, don't I don't want it with all due respect to like, comedians and actors? Like, well, no, I don't. Mm. I want you know, what I mean, if you're gonna get the best advice, get it from get it from the best. And right? what's the advice that he gives you? It's like he just tells you when to run and when to walk, doesn't he? <laughs> and he encourages you. So, where's the advice? A little bit like stretching out. Oh, right, yeah, okay, yeah, so that, yeah, yeah. Uh, Give yourself a pat on the back. He goes, when the bell rings, that means you're halfway, so turn around and start heading towards your house. And how did that work out for you? I, didn't, yeah, I ignored it. I went, I, I carried on going. Right. That's a war hallway all. So. No, it was clever, that, because you know what I did? I, I managed to avoid bedtime with the kids. Oh, nice. Mm. Up there for thinking. Down there for thinking. Oh, yeah. Down there for <laughs> jogging. Really slowly through Crocs stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right then, let's move on. Apart that tweet you mentioned before about Romano, Chris, was that Liverpool are looking at a centre back. He mentioned specifically Romano, a left footed centre back. Get um, in. Mo Mohammed sent a super chat, said um, Ian Doyle saying centre back isn't a priority, is that which is worrying. Um, it feels to me the centre back, Chris, and I'll put it on you toes first. I think this is more, I can't see them having five centre backs, someone would have to leave. You know, you, a bid would have to come in, and at the moment, Joel Matip perhaps is the most likely. If someone wants to take Joe Gomez, maybe that's another option, but I'm not sure where we're at with, with either of those. 
I don't see a world where Liverpool have five first choice centre backs. They've always gone for four, and then a rotational, whether it was Nat Phillips or Reese Williams or whoever they could, whatever. I mean, they, they just talk those two might go and Quans or steps in that role, whatever. Can you see a world where we've got five centre backs on the books? Um, I suppose so. Yeah, but just because I've lived through was it two or three years? It was three years ago now, wasn't it? Was when it? we had all wow. the centre back problems. Missing, yeah. So I, I, I can, but. I don't know whether it's in the way then of that, to be honest, where we're like, like the Pavard thing. I know it's unlikely that we're going to sign somebody like a Pavard, but he'd fall probably under a right back mm-hmm. and he's been used as a centre yeah. half. And I mm-hmm. wonder whether that's it. Whereas it's like, oh no, we don't want a straight centre half because we want a sort of dual threat, as it were, where it's maybe the centre back. Can plus a, for City? Yeah, puts yeah. a full back kind of role. Yeah. Um, and all, so I think that may be likely to be. I'd be shocked if Liverpool don't sign a centre half this this year, really? this summer. Yeah, I'd be shocked. I think we need to. I think I think, so. I think we absolutely need to. So, um, yeah, I'd be shocked. I think I had Neil Jones on spoiler. There's a clip coming out on YouTube or a podcast later. But the the word he got from Liverpool was that you can dismiss the Pavard stuff. There's nothing in it then, which again I I kind of make sense. There was nothing about Pavard age. Anything about it, Ray, that made sense. He wants he wants to leave Bayern to play every week. Well, yeah. And he doesn't want to be a right-back. Well, Liverpool have invested so much in Ibrahim McKenna, and rightly so, that they're going to stick with him. Pavard will be coming at, at best his back-up. Mm. And, you know, who knows where he fits in the, in the pecking order. The next twist on this, that the reports come out of Greece, is that Simakas has got no intention of leaving yeah. either. Because what am I thinking was, do you let Kostas go and your back-up left-back is what, exactly what Chris just said. Mm-hmm. It's a left-back who can play left-wing. Sorry, a le- sorry, a left back who can play centre back. Nathan yeah. that, that kind of whatever it is, yeah. that that means that in some games Robertson doesn't play. You'll have a more natural centre back in it. But again, as it stands, it's it would just be Liverpool adding to what we what's already there. It, I mean, they might. I don't know, but it, it, it again, it would be moving away from the norm. Yeah, it would be. Just on the Pavard thing, just briefly. I, I, you are right. I don't think it does make loads of sense because it would be a bit of an outlier in terms of transfers that we achieve. We send to sign younger lads who haven't quite achieved their pinnacle just yet and they grow to that with us. But I think Pavard, in terms of positionally, would have made an abundance of sense because, like you say, you can cover the right-back, you can cover the centre-back. That would have been a, a bit of a no-brainer. And it would have been like the Thiago transfer in many ways, a little bit cheaper than you might have got him for previously because he wants to leave, etc., etc. So I think I wouldn't have minded seeing it. It doesn't like we're going to now. But in terms of what we then do, for me, it's what what does Timichas become? Because we're already having questions sort of during the season about the lack of football he's playing and how unhappy he could be with that. And if we're going to move forward with this new system, like I think we all have the belief that we will, all of a sudden he's the backup left-back when we don't really have a left-back anymore. And he's the backup left-sided centre-half, as things stand. And he doesn't suit that role in any way, shape or form because his best asset to moving forwards and the final third is delivery from set pieces and stuff like that. So he's not quite as good as Andy Robertson at doing that role or as a left-back. What is he then? What does he become? Like, I don't see... Where does the world way fit in anymore? Therefore, to what we're saying, I think we should sign a left-footed centre-half to come in who can play as a left-back and as left-sided centre-back because it just feels like it suits us better. Andy Robertson did a decent job at that role. Let's not let's not get it wrong. Like He did do a good job. I don't think it's perfect for him, if I'm going to be honest. I know he spoke to us at the back end of the season about, oh, I can still get forwards every now and then. You can't. I think that's fine to say. I just don't think when we perfected the system, which we haven't quite done yet, I don't think we're going to see hardly any of Andy Robertson bombing down the left wing like we used to. It just doesn't exist anymore. I don't think it does because we're going to have so little protection by that point. We're going to be so exposed. It doesn't work. So for me, I would love us to sign a left-footed centre-half. Gradiol would be 
top of that list personally I know we like Levi Colwell who's just spent the season alone at Brighton obviously at Chelsea good player whether Chelsea be willing to sell to us is a different story altogether but I do think I actually think we need both in an ideal world we need the left footed one and the right sided one just because Canate is injury problems quite frankly because he's the perfect man for that job and he's not going to play all the time. So I think we've got a problem there. And on the point about five centre-backs, and I'm going on now, on the point about five centre-backs, if Phillips and Reese williams do go, does Joel Matter not just become your fifth one? Potentially, yeah, it's an option. It's crossbow with the Super Chat says, um, I'd love Bastoni or Pau Torres to be the left-footed centre-back, and I would personally sell Matip this summer with an eye of getting rid of Joe Gomez next summer. So thanks for the Super Chat. There's two more names, a couple more will link. We mentioned Gavardio there. We had Faye Beatles said Guardiola was the player that I would like us to sign as well. There was talk about Initio from um, Sporting, Sporting, Chloe. That one, again, I don't know the validity of the links. Someone who can do left-back, can play centre-back, left-footers. The fee is probably a bit more reasonable than what Leipzig are looking at for Gavardio, where you're talking world record transfer fees by all accounts. Maybe that one's one that, I don't know, that tickle your fancy. Does that one make sense as well? It does make sense. I've not seen him as much, but like we've seen in the past, uh, the Portuguese league has got absolute diamonds in it. Ruben Dias has absolutely smashed it out the park. He came from Benfica, didn't he, and went to Manchester City, and he's one of the best centre-backs in the league. Um, and you, you look at the other talent they've produced there. We've obviously got Darwin Nunes there. We've got Luis Diaz from there, but the likes of João Felix and that. And yeah, I'm looking at the other end of the pitch, but um, Portuguese, you know, the, the, the Portuguese league just bring up stars I've not seen enough of them and look it is an adaption and Luis Diaz probably I probably thought Darwin Nunes might have a shorter period to get used to the Prem due to the fact that Luis Diaz just came and was like yeah sound down here slotted in you didn't even notice he became our left winger he took Mane out the team Mane had to become the striker um, obviously Darwin Nunes is a different system different player we couldn't we, he, he was the he was out of the norm for Liverpool um, but yeah Portuguese league has a lot of talent in it makes sense centre back left footed um He's been playing in the Champions League, yet they haven't made it quite far. But he's got experience in the big uh, in the big competitions, so it would make sense. It's just a case of I don't know enough about him, but obviously the scouts do. There's a <laughs> the, and uh, the the latest report in Portugal, Chris. It's the big. It's like he won't sign a contract until he re, until the, was it, he won't sign a new contract until he knows there's no big move available for him because mm. there's been links with United, there's been links with Liverpool, I think PSG were one of the teams linked with him as well. There's been stuff about Timber, there's been this Van der Ven stuff. Yeah. There's been a lot of, Chris, like, I don't know, half reporting or bits and like sneaky bits about it, but it's, there's been such a wide range of players. Again, it's hard to know. Agents, people make people just make things up. There's a, there's loads of ways. That it, there's not, you know, the, the Taram stuff feels concrete. The McAllister stuff felt concrete. The Jude Bellingham stuff felt concrete. There's been nothing on centre half, really, that is like nails on, which is like, say, you say you'd be shocked if they don't. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. I would like them to, and I'd be disappointed if they don't. But I can't say I'd be shocked because there's again, there's not an ear that suggests that. No, it, it, it feels like well, obviously it was Ian Doyle, wasn't it, that said that we're not. It's not a priority at the moment, and I think 
if you just take those words, yeah, well, what is the priority? Midfield. Yeah, yeah. Right? And at the moment, all right, Sam, so we sort our midfield out and then it becomes the priority, maybe. You know what I mean? So I think it's sometimes, you know, the club can only do so much at any given time. They are clearly looking at a broad range of players to play the midfield role at the moment and weighing up their options. Um, once that groundwork's done, once those lads are through the door, I think then you try and do your other bits and pieces. Like for me, you know, one of the things that I will say that's slightly different to maybe other people's viewpoints at the moment is I think there might be something to be done with Andy Robertson um, in terms of we've seen sort of I think maybe phase one of how Liverpool's going to look I think there's going to be more wrinkles to it I think sometimes you know you see a front three, unless as a very basic example, yeah, you know, it starts off with Mane on the left, Salah on the right, and Roberto up front. But by the end of their three or four years, they're moving around hell for leather. Mm. You know, Mane crops up over here, Salah has 10 minutes in the centre, and all that type of stuff. I feel like there might be some way of working Robertson into an attacking threat by maybe dropping an attacking midfielder when he goes and, and all this type of stuff. But I think in the early days of a formation change, you just want to get them used to the basics of it, you know, the nuts and bolts of it, learn this, this is what you're doing. Right, you've mastered this, let's add this to it. Mm. How does that work? Okay, brilliant, you've mastered that. What does this work? How do we get the best out of Andy Robertson? Um, it might not be a priority because I do think Dan's right. I think, you know, his performances were good, much better than I probably thought they were going to be in that. It doesn't suit him, but he's doing a good job. And he's such a good defender that, again, for all the problems that Liverpool had defensively towards the end of the season, it was never down the left side. It was it was still the right hand yeah. side, and, you know, and we lauded Canate for how much he chews up ground and all that type of stuff. But there was no problems with Robertson's left hand side. I know, I love Canate; he's brilliant. He had the odds thinker. You can't you can't deny mm-hmm. that. It feels weird, Dan, because we're going to move on very quickly to part three. Um, but if I feel like there's been a slightly negatively skewed conversation, which I don't think that's the intent. It doesn't need to be because I don't know how you feel. I don't think Liverpool are that are miles away from it. To be honest. I think the midfield was such a problem that mm. if you fix that, everything else kind of gets, it's, you know, the defence will look better, the attackers will have more options, things will look a bit better, the injury look hopefully goes stays on your side a little bit. Yeah. But we were relying on injury-prone players to stay fit and that that was the that was one of the major problems. It's, it's the Thiago point Chris made before, is that mm. you can't rely on him, you just can't. We relied on Chamberlain and Naby Keita and that was just, in hindsight, silly. And then and ha- we, we relied on Jota, who's had a couple of them now. We had Diaz, unfortunate. But like I, I think in general, it th- th- does not like the worries aren't as mad Liverpool. But listen, City are City, mm-hmm. and it'll be out, Liverpool could be at their absolute best, wish they've been twice and not beat them. But you've got a chance. How, generally speaking, like how are you with it all? Like if Liverpool get the couple of midfielders and a defender, and you're like Sam, we're good to go again. Oh yeah, I agree. with you. I don't think we're a million miles away whatsoever. No, and on the point, I think. It's a, it's a strange one for me. I wouldn't be shocked if we don't get a central defender. I wouldn't be. If we have the same group of defenders, but we do fix the two more midfield issues that I do believe need addressing, I'd be okay with that. I'd be able to sort of make peace with that as we move forward because I don't think we were. We were showing signs towards the back end of last year that we are still a force to be reckoned with when we get things right. We've still got footballers in our squad, Cody Gakpo being the latest top addition to that. Obviously, we haven't seen McAllister do it just yet. But no, I agree with you. I think a couple more midfield additions and we'll definitely be back to somewhere near our best next season you've just got to have faith in Jurgen Klopp that he can get it right I've got no reason to believe that he won't uh, absolutely there's no reason nothing's suggested to me that we should start to doubt his ability whatsoever so yeah I think 
as you say, relying on injury-prone players is never a healthy place to be. If we can, we've cut that out essentially already by getting rid of two of them, so that's a good fix immediately. But get around through the door, get another one through the door, then we can work out what exactly that looks like. Because there are still question marks over that for me. I said it earlier, like Taram, his ideal role is on the left side of an eight, which is where Sam McCall's the four. So there are still little wrinkles and things to iron out there. But for me, it's about getting the bodies through the door, and then we can go from there. We do, mate, we do. I, I hope that we do get a sense back, by the way, but we'll keep on right in part three. We're going to squat out a couple of outgoings, potential outgoings. I'm going to throw some names at you and let me you, not, let you guys let me know where you think they'll be playing next season. Will it be Anfield or will it be somewhere else? On the news, of course, that Calvin Ramsey looks like he might be on his way to Preston. We'll have a couple of chats about that and a few other things after this quick break. See you in a second. Can you describe Bobby Firmino in one word? Incredible. Welcome back, Bobby Firmino, best in the world, June 23rd, episode one, available on YouTube, completely free, set your dive, set your calendars, put it in your diary, etc, etc, episode two, straight away on the same day, at redmenplus.com, and Redmen Plus subscribers, you'll get early access on the 23rd as well, dot com, yeah, we all, we all, we all, say dot com, that's my browser history coming, yeah, in the third day, me. Uh, what's the word, like, uh, force of habit, and then also, there's a third part coming down the line, as well, so yeah, Bobby Firmino, best in the world. Redmenplus.com. Did, did, did you hear about the fella who was on a on a Zoom meeting and he he put it into an incognito mode to show them something on like a PowerPointy type thing oh, on no. Zoom, and because his muscle memory took over, because he put incognito mode on, he, he loaded up Pornhub.com straight away. Straight away, oh, wow. incognito Pornhub.com, <laughs> and then just streams it out. I was like, get in, lads. Well, going to be the fella who was a cat then for his court appearance. Yeah. That's that. I. Yeah. I loved on the advert for when when he first came up with incognito mode on apples and stuff. And it was like it's for when you're buying your wife a gift, and he's like, and he's sitting there on the computer. And she walks in, and, he sw- and it's because he's been trying to buy her a ring. That's not what incognito. No one's ever used incognito mode for that in their lives. I can tell you exactly what. what it's the funny it. thing is when you're on like an email thread with somebody. Sometimes for what we do, you'd have to say to him, "It's best to do it in incognito mode." No fella has ever come back and gone, "What's that?" But I have had, e- I have had emails from the other sex. So you've gone, "What's that?" <laughs> I don't know how to find the incognito mode, yeah. Just go clear your cookies. No, I don't have to do that. Well, you need to, you know, have you checked your settings? No. Go into an incognito mode, sounds like. Uh, Straight away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> We've had a super chat from Hugo Santos. Says, the only way not to lose Robbo's runs going forward is to turn the number six into the third centre-back and perhaps make the double pivot with Trent and the left centre-mid. Okay. McAllister dropping back. McAllister drops in and, and Robbo goes. Yeah. It makes sense. That could be the next evolution into fair point. Right then, it was reported today, Dan, that Calvin Ramsey could be on his way to Preston on loan. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. He had to kick the ball. He's effectively lost a year of his career yeah. with a back injury and then a serious knee injury. So he looks like he could be on his way out. Mm-hmm. The latest reports are Liverpool are willing to loan Fabio Carvalho. We know that as well. Um, now, Phillips looks like he could go. Reese Williams is available. I'm going to just throw a couple of maybe other names that are just your general thoughts. I'll go around the room, basically. But okay. Joel Massip is he a Liverpool player next season? Wow. Um, yes, I think he is. Yeah. Anyone disagree? What percent of a chance do I give him staying? I think he's seventy-five percent likely to stay. I think mm. Liverpool got a bid of twelve million they and over. Hand, they bite your hand off. Really bite your hand off. Anything below that, we may as well keep him for a year. Yeah. In my opinion. Anyone disagree? Massip next year? 
No. Okay. Move I was seventy percent yeah. for what it's worth when I asked the question. I was thinking seventy yeah. thirty for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm. A, I, I think. I know Simacasa said differently, but I'm going to throw you out there, Chloe. Tim, t- I can't. Sorry, Timacasa. You want me? Tim, no, Timacasa. Right. It's all well and good saying you're going to fight for your place, but if you sign the left side, the centre half, you go. You don't. Done. Well, I, I, the, the second part was Liverpool at this time. Liverpool got no intention of signing as, as things stand. Things can change. Yeah, exactly. Things, things, things can not stand. Things can not stand <laughs> very, very quickly. Um, like how midfield last season. Yeah, 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 or, yeah. Didn't or, do any standing. Me on my stand. Well, maybe that was the problem. There was a lot of standing around. Yeah. I was very much standing stand. until at one point where I was on the floor collapsed. Chloe, do you think Costas Timakas is an Anfield next season? Uh, depending if we don't. That's, no, Chloe, I want, I want more. I want definitely yes. answers. Yes. 50-50. I think he'll stay. I'm very 50-50 on it. Because quite simply, as you just said there, if we sign one, left-footed centre-back, he's gone. Yeah. You've got Thiago before. Is there anyone else in the fi- like first-team squad who you think could be on the way? Potentially anyone? Thiago, for me, is probably like... Uh, it's probably it's probably a 90-10 to stay. But my, dis- not 100%. my distrust of how we're going to balance the books this year... Mm. Gives him that 10%. You want him to stay, though, I take I it? I want him to stay, definitely. Yeah. The ultimate luxury player. Yes, although there are concerns for me about what his role would be in this formation. Okay. I think he can absolutely play the eight, but you've just bought McAllister. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if there's one player who d- d- doesn't have a position, yeah. it might be Thiago. He's got to beat McAllister. I think McAllister's a starter. He's got to yeah. He's got to do better than McAllister. Can I throw one out there? Can I just pick up on something there quickly? Um... It's about Fabinho essentially all of our sick. Because we've seen in the 4 3 3, our six has got to be this defensive destroyer, this physical beast, they win tackles, etc., etc. In this new formation, can they be more of a ball player? Because we've seen links to Lavia, who's definitely a ball playing six. Pachetic is definitely a ball playing six. Also, if it could be Thiago, for instance, is what I'm saying, he could go and do a ball playing six role as opposed to this tackling interception role. Is that more of a thing now with this new formation? Because you've got Trent alongside. Like we've seen the best of Fabinho because he had less running to do. Is there a world whereby that role gets easier, in inverted commas? But definitely. Yeah, definitely. The one thing I, I, I sort of think about it is, you know, where have Liverpool been poor this season? Well, for me, it's been in transition. And even when we were good at the back end of the season, it was in transition. And that's where you need a ball hawk. Mm. You need someone to just go and get the fucking footy yeah. for you. Yeah. And I think that's where Fabinho's weakness was last season, is he just wasn't winning the ball back. And so for me, to plug into last season's end of season team, mm. I want someone to go and get the ball. But, you know, things change, as you as you rightly say, yeah. and you can certainly do it without one. Mm. Okay, I'm going to throw t- there quick. Joe Gomez. Stays. Stays. I yeah, think- I think there's a belief that two years removed from the injury, you see what he's like. Mm. I think he'll stay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep him. You'd sell him over Joel Matip. Yeah, I'd sell both of them, but you can't do that. If, now, I'd sell both. If, I'd, if, if you was George Madkin, he said you can sell one of these lads. Who's going? Gomez. Really? Yeah. I, I think think Matip. Say as I, Matip. I think Matip's better than Gomez. I, I think the ceiling for Gomez is still higher. Yeah. One year Thank left you. on his deal, Joe Matip. Take it. I'll, I, I, I would. I'd sell Gomez, so. buy another one, and then keep Matip. Let him run his contract out and buy another one next year. Okay. That's what I would be looking at doing. Really, I've, I've, I hope I'm wrong. I have thrown in the towel on the go- yeah, on, yeah. On, on getting any joy of Joe Gomez anymore. Fair. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he smashes it. Mm. But even even post injury, it just he isn't for me. And, and we don't it, we don't need him to be a backup right back anymore. We haven't got a right back. If Trent gets injured, then play it like Pachetta or Henderson or someone else. There's no way Joe Gomez is striding into midfield with the ball. Just it's not gonna happen. So that I I liked him as a as the backup right back option, mm. but now. 
we don't have a right back. So for me, I I would add, and I think I actually think you get all right money for him. Yeah. Relatively speaking, yeah. I think another bad season. By the way, that's a good point because another terrible season. Like he's just tired. You're not getting your money for him. Mm. Then the flips again. The flip side is that there's Europa League that he can he can certainly get game more games than he's had. But that's that would be mine. It, there's no one else really. Again, who, who's, who's screaming out like even an option? Like even if a bid, most of the other players, Chloe, and that goes back to like the squad isn't that bad. There are very few players who, who you would even consider bids for. You know, like the goalie and the centre backs and Salah and Gakpo. And Diaz and Jota, there's no one else really going, yeah, defo go. The rest of them, other young players you're investing mm. in, like, what's the point? Because you're going to have to go with someone else. Which kind of, again, it does show the squad isn't the worst thing in the world if you can get these other problems right. Yeah, but it also shows the importance of squad depth. Yep. Um, because we know that to reach the heights of what we want to reach next season, you're going to have to beat, you know, arguably one of the Premier League's greatest ever sides. Um, and squad depth is so important. And these players, we all, there's all reason to keep them. Even, you know, no, people don't like to hear it, but Fabio Carvalho, there's a reason to keep him for what he might do for you, whether we sell him at some point next year, um, maybe a bit more experience and his, his price goes up. So there's reasons for everyone in the team why we keep them. There are also reasons like Joel Matip where if you did get a bid in and it was decent enough, I'd let him go to bring the money back in. Um, but having squad depth is so important to, to do what we're trying to do. Um, we've got helped out a little bit by Europa League so it's not, you can't, in, in the group stages of that, you can put out a second team, you can't do that in the Champions League. So we've got a little bit of help there. Um, but every single body is very much needed. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. Then before we start wrapping up, Dan, um, what, you, what have you got going on this week? Dan's our expert insight guru, speaks to everybody. Everybody can, to? yeah. Um, spoke to European football expert last night, um, as on a Sunday, would you believe it? Alex Barker spoke a lot about Kevin's arm, he was superb. That goes out, that goes out later on today, yeah. Mm-hmm. Later on today, yeah. That'd be like, and he was boss. Like, I can't decide what clips you socially because he was that good. Like, got four or five written down, he was superb. And um, he was recommended to me by our friend Sam McGuire as well, Alex, and he was absolutely superb. And then later on this week, yeah, loads more stuff going on, mate. Yeah, I've got a lot of bases covered, speaking to people <laughs> far and wide. Last week was nuts for me, like, it was just insane. But the Alexis McAllister reaction we had Liverpool based, we had Brighton based, we were in Argentina. Argentina, mate, honestly, it was it was boss, but it was chaotic. It was a yeah. chaotic. I had Neil Jones in the coach. So Jano Insight, for those who don't know, is twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. Neil's away on all day actually after today where we've replaced them. We've lined up David Lynch to come in hopefully as well on Thursday to cover that one. So if you want to get involved with those content, plus we're doing the Bias Transfer podcast after this as well. We are touch, unfortunately, on Manchester City's Champions League. We're no, not going no. to gloss no, no. over as quick as we can. We'll have a little chat about West Ham winning the European Trophy and then we're going to be looking at the goalkeeper many go round, the likes of De Gea and Rea and Pickford and Lloris and Nana. They're all being linked with moves, so we're going to speak about that. That's available on the Bias Transfer podcast. That'll be coming up as well later on. If you want to check out all those amazing pieces of content either in video or in podcast form there's a deal on redmenplus.com but it expires at midnight on monday a time of recording that is in nine hours time head on over to redmenplus.com sign up as a yearly club captain if you use the code mac10 mac10 when you sign up as a yearly club captain you'll get it for half price rather than paying 50 quid for the entire year you'll pay 25 that will get you the Bobby Firmino documentary, all the McAllister reaction that we spoke about, all the shows we just talked about, and like I say, all of the next quad, season as well. When Liverpool, when Liverpool reclaim season. all of their trophies that have 
found themselves down the M62. <laughs> we're going back and we're going to get them all. You'll be there every step of the way with us. So do come and join us on Plus. Come and support the channel. You guys are the absolute best. Thanks for everyone who got involved. Before you wrap up, are we on Twitch again now, Chloe? Oh, yeah. Uh, Twitch is on Wednesday at half ten. I think it's penciled in. Uh, just for a big old chat, maybe play some FIFA, do some other stuff. And then on Thursday, it is the Premier League fixtures. So uh, me and Chris have got a great show lined up that Thursday morning. Have you planned that? Because I haven't planned it. I think that's supposed to be what I'm going to do. I think it's just at the Redmen TV, isn't it? There you go. Twitch, if you're into Twitch, go and sign up for the Redmen TV. Chloe will be playing FIFA. Yeah, probably. On Wednesday yeah. and then load. That's coming back as well. So, yeah. Thanks for watching or listening to this episode of the Originals podcast. We'll see you in a bit for Biased Over on Plus. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.